everybody, and we're back for another episode of the Sports Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Jesse Norman, Stephen Clark, and Stephen Bologna. And we are finally here, the end of the longest NFL season in the books. And we have a Super Bowl champion, that is the LA Rams, beating the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 in a relatively good Super Bowl. Came down to the wire, so that was at least entertaining in that regard. So we'll talk about that game, the Hall of Fame class, the NFL honors, and a few little tidbits of news going around the league that aren't Super Bowl related. So before we get into that, this episode's brought to us by Jesse because he hit enough money in (laughs) the Super Bowl to actually fund me paying for Adobe and all the other stuff. So at least we can keep doing this for a little bit and keep the lights on. So Jesse, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, On August 27th, I decided that the Los Angeles Rams were winning the Super Bowl. And by God, they did it. They did they it. They did it. I thought we actually had a sponsor. I know. No, I was, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I was waiting ready. for like freaking like Johnny's wings or something. Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. Brother Bruno's. What are the wipes you wipe on your willy? Dude wipes, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jesse wins $1,600. I win $3.75 essentially. So we all made money on the Super Bowl. But Steve and Steve, what's up? <laughs> I didn't button put any money down to make. So you didn't lose any either. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, football. Well, funny, I over. asked Jesse for Fuck. gambling advice, mind you. I made three dollars and seventy-five cents. He made sixteen hundred dollars, so he withheld <laughs> some information. Well, you didn't place the uh Rams bet with me in the uh beginning of the uh I think I was still mocking football you back season. Then. And also um you don't have the fifty dollar risk free bet that I did because Oof. you don't you don't bet on on apps because your bank, bank doesn't, doesn't let, let you. Yeah. Justin's got to go to the sports book every time. It, it yeah. Said, it oh, lets, I like the Wizzies today. Got to walk down the street. It lets me put yeah. It lets you put money on the app in person, but not digitally. So get on that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing cool. okay. So. So let's talk about the Super Bowl because that's what just happened, basically. And like I said, yeah, it did. Rams, Uh they went all in and it paid off with Odell, Von Miller, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, all getting the job done and finishing it off 23 to 20 over the Cincinnati Bengals. Stafford got his ring. Cooper Cup wins MVP and caps off probably one of the greatest wide receiver seasons we've seen of all time. And Aaron Donald caps off his Hall of Fame resume with a ring, which was basically the only accolade he was missing, so he could retire happily if he wanted to. And Sean McVay, one of the youngest, co- he is the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl ring. So this team accomplished a lot this season already. I feel like this was really a defining moment, more so for McVay, kind of than anybody, because we all say how good of a coach McVay is. God, Justin, oh my good lord, what saves him for the rest of us, buddy? Um, but no, McVay's been been a really good coach for a really long time, which is funny because he's, you know, so young, but he didn't have a Super Bowl win. Everybody's been plucked off of his staff year over year. He He loses coordinator. Yeah. He loses coordinator after coordinator after coordinator. And he constantly has to like retool his coaching staff and, Everybody knows how good of a coach he is, but we wondered what was, you know, if when he was going to get back to the Super Bowl and if he was going to be able to win a Super Bowl, because winning a Super Bowl is very hard. Only one team does it every year. 
So, and, and it was Tom Brady for most of those years. That <laughs> for, for a lot of those years. So I think, you know, really great on McVay because I think this solidifies his legacy as he's not just a really creative offensive mind. He is a Super Bowl winning head coach, which he didn't call a great game for a good portion of this. The run runs, game that wasn't working. Yeah. The run game was not working. The longest rush of the day they had was eight yards. But when it mattered most, when they needed one drive to score a touchdown with backups and Division three college receivers, besides Cooper Cup, they did it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot, a lot to say. I mean, it was a tough game. You know, it was a good game, first of all. It capped the perfect end to this season in this playoffs as a whole because this was probably one of the most entertaining playoffs like in general that I've witnessed um, watching football. Um, and it capped it off really nicely. It came down to, you know, the second to last drive with the Bengals fourth and one, and they didn't convert. Aaron Donald makes a big play and, you know, the defense made a big stand at the end. That's what you hope for in a Super Bowl. It comes down to that last play and obviously the kneel, but we're not going to talk about whatever. That's yeah. garbage, but it comes down to that last play and that's what you want in a Super Bowl. Um, it was looking the Bengals way, especially from the second half on, like once they got like the touchdown, the, I know it was a penalty, a face mask, but they didn't call that. And then you got the interception, the next play. I mean, Bengals were looking like, you know, they had the momentum going here. And for a while too, it looked like the Rams were going to start running away with it. Cause early on Odell, you know, came out, scored the first touchdown. That's how I won my $3. Um <laughs> If Odell doesn't go down. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this when is he, a different game. When he went, they had no answer for him. He was on pace for like 10 catches, 100 yards, and who knows how many touchdowns he, at that point. Yeah. And then when he went down with, now we know, a torn ACL and a non-contact injury, you know, the Rams stalled out for basically a quarter and a half at that point because that was mid, I think, what, second quarter he went down? They really didn't yeah, get up until mid-second quarter. Start of the fourth at that point. And that's when the Bengals started getting all the uh, momentum going. It's like, okay, maybe they could actually do it. But then when they needed them most, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, they put on a show. Literally, the final drive that capped off, which would have been the game, which essentially turned into the game-winning touchdown, Cooper Cup converted, what, three, four first downs? And literally everyone knew – they were just going to him, and now we see it on Twitter, the awesome angle of Matt Stafford's no-look pass to Cooper Cup across the middle, and it was just big-time players making big-time plays. Yeah, um, great game. Uh, I don't know what else to really say. A couple takeaways on uh, – it is kind of said that, you know, once the Rams won, not really so much now, but no one was really giving credit to the Rams. Everyone, oh, the refs gave them the Super Bowl. So all it is, this is all the refs. They gave them the Super Bowl. But I mean, the refs like, missed that OPI call, and I yeah, think that's I mean, bigger it, than anything. Yeah, no, no, there was not a peep about that. Everything was the big third down holding call on Cooper Cup. The, ref, uh, the refs handed the Rams the championship, and I get it. It was a bad call, but no one wants to talk about <clears throat> the missed call on the first play of the third quarter. Uh, on the other hand, I know the offensive line was terrible, but Burrow didn't really live up to the moment. I felt he missed a lot of throws. The touchdown, like we said, the OPI, and then the one deep bomb to Jamar Chase was just an insane catch. Um, yeah, that's And really, with wild. Chase, that was the only significant time I can remember him making impact. Because other than that, it was a lot of Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins in this game. I'm not saying, you yeah. know, but also on the flip side, Jalen Ramsey didn't have the greatest game. Like, cold he was hot game. and cold. Yeah, he was hot and cold game. in this game. But that just shows how deep the Bengals were at the same time where, you know, Jamar Chase's offensive rookie of the year, 
had one amazing catch and maybe he had a few more after that, but it was really the rest of their receivers who really helped Burrow carry this. Cause if they weren't getting open, this game is definitely a lot different than what it is. Cause that was the only way they were moving the ball. Cause for some reason they kept, they like to keep going to Samaj P Ryan when you literally have Joe Mixon. Yeah. I don't know why he was better runners in the yeah. NFL. Weird. Very weird. I think, was. I think the idea was that P Ryan is their receiving back. So they were like, trying to catch them off guard i understand but maybe they were gonna the, pass the drive that effectively but... ended the game it was second and one they essentially had three attempts to get one yard how oh, do you not absolutely. give it to, how do you not give it to mixon at least one time i understand you said one time out but run it up the middle with him and then quickly no huddle back to at least get into a pass play or something yeah um my biggest takeaway again was if odell doesn't go down I don't think that Rams offense was going to be stopped. Um, once he goes down, Van Jefferson is your number two. Van Jefferson should not be – no, he should – well, because he shouldn't be anything more than a deep threat specialist. I, I mean, that's really it. And then you have Ben Skoranek as your third. Was who so had a bad. brutal also, And also you can't uh, rely on Blanton, your number yeah, your two third tight end, because he's out. It was basically your third string, yeah. Yeah, you're on your third string, fourth string tight end. I mean, Daryl Daryl Henderson was legitimately lining up as their slot receiver. He was, yeah, he was in, playing receiver. The, he was he was probably their number two receiver in in that second half. And they had to keep throwing it because Cam Akers couldn't get anything going, just because the Bengals' run defense was pretty good. Insane, yeah. And also, the Bengals' like defense run defense has been good the entire year. And it's what's made them so good. And you know what the biggest play for the Rams is too? That was actually an incomplete pass. Was the Cooper Cup? Philly special attempt to Matt Stafford where if Stafford had yes. caught that, I think it was either Bates or Bell or one of their safeties. They both hit pretty hard. Stafford would have been leveled. And if he gets if I, he gets hit hard there, that changes his game entirely. Like I understand running that play in the, you know, in the end zone because there's not, you know, once you catch the ball, you're in the end zone, the play's dead, you can't hit him. In the open field, it's fair game once you catch it. Why are you running that with your yeah, quarterback? That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. I mean Bengals got to obviously go offensive line in the offseason. Yeah. And they need to sign. They're going to. They need to sign. They got to. All they seven gotta picks should be offensive here, line. I, I already. Here they go. Jonah Williams kick inside to guard. Go out, throw an obscene amount of money at Toronto Armstead. Honestly. Like you need to go and get Toronto Armstead and then draft another guard. And honestly, they, you're probably fine at that point. They should really go after Brandon Sheriff, who's probably out of Washington, if we're being honest. Yeah. You know, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to take a no, shot. Like, it great. seems like no, that's I what's going to happen. If they can get, you know, Toronto Armstead and Brandon Sheriff and, and fixes your left side, fixes your right side interior, you can patchwork with a tackle and a left guard for the most part. And that's still better than anything Burrow had. And that's more evident that look at the last play of the game. Aaron Donald was practically in the backfield by the time Joe Burrow was getting the ball. He got off the blind so quick and into the backfield. Quinn Spain didn't even know what happened at that point. And that should literally be, mm-hmm. hey, Bengals, get an offensive line. It did feel like the Bengals' offensive line held up really well no, in they, those first two quarters. They were and doing then the, the second half. And triple but eventually Donald, something's going to yeah. give. When you have Aaron Donald, it's going to give eventually. And it gave at the wrong time to end the game. Well, the other thing I noticed, too, that the Bengals ran a lot of which I noticed they ran a lot against Patrick Mahomes was they ran a like delayed spy who will blitz eventually Stafford's not the running threat that Mahomes is. So instead of rushing four, they were rushing three and then having a delayed fourth go in. 
if you're delaying that, Stafford has four or five seconds in a clean pocket. Like you're just giving time to develop and Stafford's not running out. He's not going to all of a sudden break off a 25 yard run, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson style. I felt like the Rams defense wasn't really adjusting to playing just a pocket quarterback. Um, I think that's really interesting. I mean, that's what Hendrickson uh, thrived in, in those couple games, but if it's not working, you probably should go away from it. And, you know, we say it all the time, like, oh, that team will be back. They'll be back in the Super Bowl. Like, look at the Chiefs. You know, they've been back twice. Exactly. You know, Dan Marino got their same kind of time frame as Joe Burrow, I think, in his second or third year. He never went back. Cam Newton in Carolina. Look at Russell Wilson. Those two, they've never been back. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been back in 10 years. And, you know, you look at the AFC. Yeah, you look at the AFC. The Bills and and Chiefs are still there. You know, who knows what the Broncos do at quarterback. The Steelers, as long as Tomlin's there, they're going to be competitive. The Ravens will probably be good again. The Colts are a QB away. You know, the Browns still have a good roster on paper. If they figure it out, it's like the Bengals, I don't necessarily – they they can be a good team for the next few years as long as they can keep Joe Burrow upright and healthy. But it's going to be really tough for them to get back because they – their run this year lined up perfectly. And who they took it's out. It's all about runs every year. I mean, that's why it's so it's so tough. And I hate when, you know, people are like, oh, it's championship or bust. It's this or bust. Like winning a championship, so, so much goes into it. And the Rams pushed all their chips to and the it middle paid of off, the table. Which and, is and thank God for them. But honestly, if they didn't win, would we have all viewed it as a loss? I don't think we should. Like if they don't, if they don't win another Super Bowl again. No, I don't think out. it matters. No, they got their championship. No, it, once it, you get it one, matter. it pays off. And it's amazing because Les Snead started with the Rams back in St. Louis, and his first major deal was trading away the second overall pick to the football team, to the commanders now Commandies. for RG3 and all those picks. And look how the complete philosophy changed where he was burned by most of those picks. Was, most of them didn't last that long to begin with. It went from, okay, we're going to get draft picks, build it through the draft to we're giving up these draft picks for pure assets that we know who are proven. And look, it paid off this way. The Rams played basketball and baseball while everybody else played football. It's like the they Bucks. flipped. They flipped. No, they actually, they flipped assets. <laughs> Nobody in the NFL yeah. wants to flip assets. And honestly, like everybody's think- like, oh, everybody's so worried about flipping assets. But like it, you see in the MLB and the NBA, star players get flipped every year. And the Rams were just like, oh, your star is disgruntled. Yeah, we'll move them to Los Angeles where it's 70 degrees every day and everybody's yeah. famous and you know, beautiful did it sort of and they're going to love it here. Rams did it this year. Maybe this will be the trend. And honestly, I hope the Colts do it because let's do that because it shows that if you can get a proven asset, they'll play and they can at least produce to some level for you. Everyone thought Von Miller was burnt out. He had like a sack and a half or two sacks in the Super Bowl and he was productive throughout his entire time as a Ram. Look at Odell, even though they didn't have to necessarily trade for him, he was still better than anything he ever produced in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you can, you can hit on those draft picks. That's, that's the thing. Like people value draft picks so much, but also those draft picks can stink. The Packers look yeah. like case in point, the Packers spent a first round pick on Jordan love. They traded up for Jordan love. Now there's reports coming out. If they trade him, they want back a sixth round pick. The depreciation is insane. What is like the depreciation value? If your first round pick doesn't hit is insane. Well, at this point, why would I use a first round pick if I can go and get a legitimate starter? Look, yep. the Chiefs last year, 
why use a first round pick when I could just go get Orlando Brown, who I know is a stud. Yeah. So if two of the rumors going into the game, coming out of the game were Sean McVay, if he were to win, could step away and go to TV and Aaron Donald could retire from football altogether. Are we buying either of those rumors? I'm buying no, one. McVay, I buy the Donald one. I buy the Donald one. Yeah. 100%. I can, I buy the Donald one that he's thinking about it. McVay will not walk away from coaching. He likes football too much. I agree. TV, he'd be, he'd be great at TV, but it wouldn't be enough of a grind for him. And it's I don't insane think. too. You know what it he's is handsome. too? He's so young handsome. still. He's only 36. Oh, yeah. He could coach for another 15 years and still have a 20-year TV career. Yeah, and, 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 and on the other side of Donald, I mean, what's left besides well, that's the thing. He's turning th- he's 30. There's you nothing know, he, left for him. He has eight all pros or eight Pro Bowls, seven all team seven all pro first teams, a hall of ring now. Three defensive he, players. He was a Hall of Famer before the ring. Exactly. This now, is just the cherry. Yeah. He was a Hall of Famer two years ago. And then just, yeah. kind, of, and then just yeah. kind of the way he had his family with him on the podium, too, was kind of different. You know, because we haven't really. Son looks identical to him yes that's so weird like a little mini aaron donald i I thought that was so funny um but no um i'm I'm buying i'm I'm all in could you imagine the hall of fame class if he retired this year of ben gronk brady donald all going in nobody else would get in yeah nobody else would get in that year wait it would all be first ballot hall of fame class would Ben still go in first ballot in that ideal? Because they take they take five of like on the actual current list before they get into the yeah. committees. So yeah, it would be Gronk, Brady, Ben, Donald, insert somebody who's on the roster at that point. Yeah. So, um any other takeaways from the Super Bowl? Um not not really. halftime show was cool. I was I, halftime show was good. It was a weird um, stage setup though, how half of it was only facing one side of the stadium though like i get like what they were going Compton, for yeah no i understand but like how only like one side of the stadium could actually one see side it. of the stadium could see I get yeah. that. i would yeah. imagine they had it up on the jumbo no i understand but it's other. like paid yeah. 50k for yeah. a ticket there and you can't yeah see that. for sure and you can't see half um commercials were better than last year still not great but better than last year we had i'm just over the like really heart pulling ones it's like i don't Come to the Super Bowl. Do you to like, have my like heart played with oh, yeah. for like a Chevy? Like, I, don't, I, don't care. Honestly, I don't remember any like, Budweiser horse. I don't remember any Ford yeah, commercials seriously. really. What'd you say, Justin? Like, I don't remember any like Ford truck commercials that gave me either like a seizure or like went to like <laughs> natural disaster of 10 to someone driving away in a truck or something. All I know was Peyton Manning and Jimmy Butler shared a commercial and that made me very happy. So, uh, um, apparently, uh, the floating uh, QR code, it boosted Coinbase from 184th ranked app, like sales wise, to number two overnight. So I guess it worked. Insane. It worked. Well, it worked. Needed to because they spent like $7 million on them. <laughs> and the, they ran and the, the young they LeBron ran that one was cool. Time. The what? The young LeBron one. The LeBron oh, yeah, that one, one the was crypto. cool. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So don't trade for Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> don't trade for Westbrook. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about which typically is the night before, but this year it was on Thursday night, and that is the NFL Honors and Hall of Fame class being revealed. So the awards winners were Rodgers winning MVP, TJ Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup winning Offensive Player of the Year, Chase Jamar Chase winning Offensive Rookie, Micah Parsons winning Defensive Rookie, and Mike Rabel winning Coach of the Year. Any of them you guys want to talk about, agree or disagree with? I agree on almost all of them. I think all the player ones they got right, 
I, I, I don't know if this is me being a Titan hater. I don't think it's me being a Titan hater, but it is. I think Zach Taylor <laughs> should have won coach of the year. Well, but the thing is, too, with Vrabel, these awards are given out or voted on and they have to be yeah, submitted after season. week 17 yeah. going into the post. Bengals won the division. You still. mean week but 18, that, Justin? Yeah, whatever. But at Bengals the time, won though, the division. they were crap the last Vrabel had to play with 90 years. players and still got the first, the number one seed. Yeah, as much as I hate been, that they've man been and hate that team. making the playoffs is the thing with the Titans. They've been consistently good. They made the AFC Championship the two years ago. Yeah, but what? they did lose Henry. If he doesn't, if he and doesn't AJ lose Brown Henry for a, an extended period of time, yeah. they did lose them. If too. he doesn't, if he doesn't lose Derrick, I think Henry is the biggest one. If he doesn't lose Henry and they're still the one seed, he doesn't win it. It's Taylor. He, Zach Taylor gets it, but because he lost Henry. And they still kept winning games, even though it was mostly against bummy teams. Exactly that too. They yeah. they get it. They um, get the. They I just want to highlight the only Je- one I don't agree with. Jesse That's said finally, one. and I, I do agree with TJ Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year, rightfully so. He should have the sack record, but he shares it with Strahan still. So, another yeah. Watt brother gets a nice trophy. That is true. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would be to see if he never won this award. When do you Honestly, think Derek wins? Uh, it would something? be. He already his won, only uh, shot is Walter Payton, man of the year. That's his winning, only I was shot. Gonna, not while Cam Hayward's still around. That man donates so many turkeys. My God. Mm. Good for Whitworth, too, to win that. That's another. Oh, that's a good oh, he's got to retire. Yeah. yeah. Big Whit. Oh, he's, he's got to retire. That, oh, he already said he is. That was he's a nice a Hall of Famer. That was a nice swan that's, song. That, I was about to say, that's another one thrown into the Hall of Fame class right you there. You know who else now, too? Because he came back? Weddle. Minka. <laughs> Weddle, yeah, Weddle Weddle's run back. of literally coming back, playing three games, and winning a Super Bowl. And also, he was calling pl- the defensive plays in the Super Bowl. Tear, tear, tear yeah, he peck. tore his peck like, his like peck. the second year <laughs> and finished the game. Man. Yeah, what a that's lesson. a that's probably a Hall of Famer too. He was out of yeah. he was out of the league for yeah. two years. He was playing pickup yep. basketball wow. at LA Fitness, and then came back and won a Super Bowl. Wow, it was but weird no, seeing him wear I, number twenty though. That yeah, I didn't like right. that. Um, no, I agree with all the other honors awards though. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then the Hall Dude. of Fame class was Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Bryant Young, Cliff Branch, Art McNally for a referee, and then Dick Vermeil. So the Jaguars finally got I don't know any of these people. I know like three or four. Sam Mills, he's a local guy, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's, well, yeah we've never seen any of these guys play. Yeah. Uh, um, more so snubs. Andre Johnson, not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Tory Holt, still not looking in and still Devin looking on the outside Hester. looking in. And Devin Hester didn't Hester, get in on the first ballot. And Reggie, of all time. and Reggie Wayne is yep. still out of the Hall of Fame. So that's two years in a row now. They always make they always make the receivers wait. It's a thing now. But also, like they always make at, them wait. Look at the greatest show on turf, right? Dick Vermeule just got in. Orlando Pace is in. Kurt Warner is in. Marshall Fox and Isaac Bruce is in. Literally, Tory Hall is the only significant piece on that offense that still has yet to get into the Hall of Fame. Stupid. Yeah, and they'll wait and they'll wait and wait. This is wait, the second year too, right? They'll, yeah, he's been eligible. No, no, he's problem. been eligible oh, for, for a while. Yeah, yeah, he re- because it's five years post retirement. Tory Holt he retired. Re- let me look. He retired in like he retired in 2010. So it's been okay. Yeah, he's yeah. seven. He still has eight years of eligibility, but it's been seven years of. Ooh. He Maybe I'll put him in in one of the down years. Seven-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro, two-time receiving. Uh, Yards later, receptions later, all uh, 2000 all decades team. He should get into the Hall of Fame. Like he, he, he made an all decades team. Come on, yeah, 
Exactly. <laughs> you make an all decades team, you're probably a Hall of Famer. Um, so it's more so about the it's more so about the snubs rather than who got in. Um, the, you know, uh, I can't the, speak to Cliff Branch, Bryant Young, Richard <coughs> Seymour, Leroy Bullock, Tony Baselli. Can't really speak to any of that. But Baselli one annoys me just because as he, a, his, well, his career is so short. That's the what, thing. Well, What's cool as a he, Washington fan. Um, oh boy. Easy. No, well, Washington, Joe Jacoby has been on the ballot for so many mm-hmm. years, more pro, more all pros uh, and more Super Bowl rings than Baselli. I don't the know. It's just the, like the issue with the NFL Hall of Fame is that the classes that go in are so small. Um, that's yeah. where I would almost kind of prefer similar to what baseball does, where it's just whoever hits the threshold, you get put in. You know, you can have a class of either one person or I hate, I hate that, though. But I would rather I it be one person. No, I understand. I mean, they, they should set a floor if we're being honest, but yeah. I like they, it shouldn't be, here's your five. That's it. You know, make it a little bit bigger, please. Just because you have, yeah. I feel like in football, especially you have so many people now who are backlogged and not in the hall of fame. Well, I also think about how many good players we have and that are retiring. And exactly that, that backlog is not going to get any less. We have more, we have more good players now in the NFL than we've ever had. Um, we have more cool, Hall of Famers probably playing now than ever before. The only cool thing with Baselli going is that he's the first Jacksonville Jaguar to be a Hall of yeah. Famer. And I think so Sam Mills is the first cool. Panther-associated player to go into the Hall of Fame. I really? mean, obviously, I mean, you have Reggie White technically. Yeah, but like true. But, but like who you truly identify as a Panther. Exactly. Like Steve. Uh, Steve Quick Smith's question. Is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. No. No. Nah. Well, that brings Probably up another little right. debate. The you know the hot take in sports talk uh, television and media today was: Is Matt Stafford now a Hall of Famer because he finally got his ring? And once you get your ring, that kind of puts you in another tier of consideration. He's I, gonna I, be. He's gonna have too many yards when it's all said and done. He's also right not now, done. No, no, I understand. I, I say no as of right now. I mean, you won your first playoff game this year. You've been in the league for. Yeah, he also won a Super Bowl it, this year. It's true. It's, he's, it's he's, also, he's also he's also thirty four. When you think about it, he his clock isn't almost done. Much longer. He might have. He might have three. I, uh, three I mean, we were saying that with Tom still... Brady, and then he's p- played another ten years. But you know, uh, it's Stafford, tough. He's always just had nothing to work with. If like he Stafford was on really, was... really, really bad teams. Well, Stafford's exactly. five yard five yards under fifty thousand. He has almost a two to one touchdown to interception ratio on his career already. He's three twenty three to one sixty one. A ninety one career pass uh passer rating, sixty three percent completion percentage. You know, if he continues, you know, another three to four thousand yard passing season for the next what two or three seasons, maybe. If he was to retire tomorrow, I say no. Um, but definitely not first ballot, but uh, but it could definitely be done. I think maybe if you throw one more ring in there for sure, he goes in. Um, yeah, as of right now, though, this second, I say no. Okay, and real quick, last bit of news that's floating around the NFL, uh, Washington, they got a new name. We haven't talked about that because we haven't done a pod a little bit. They yeah. are now the commanders. Steve, I got my shirt. Yeah. Got my shirt from winning the picks, so thank you, all those involved. Uh, it's I don't know. It's going to take some time to get used to. But Would you commanders, rather this or the football team? I don't I'm like. I mean, I like. Yeah, but like, team, I want a name. I, I want a name. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The, the logo is very cool. Uh, so now it's just going to become getting a new stadium. I like the uh, <laughs> and a new owner. 
Well, owner, yeah. Snyder, the, the, Snyder's going to demand that the taxpayers pay for every single thing in the in the stadium. <laughs> and there's no way it's going to get approved. Well, they're uh, from what I've been reading, they're making actually some pretty like significant strides towards a stadium in Virginia. I really hope so. so. They I need hope a new so, one because so. that field is rough. Yeah. So um, I, I like it. I like the jerseys. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they, hopefully like they sell those. the black ones soon. They're only selling the red ones at the moment. Yeah. And then the last bit of news is the Colts likely to cut or trade Carson Wentz by the March 19th nice. deadline, which if he's on the roster by then, they'll have to pay him $15 million, which if we're being honest, which one is more likely it would be cut because who is trading for him if we're being just brutally honest. So yeah. if the Colts are going to be cutting him, that means they have in mind who they want and they probably feel confident that they will be getting him then at that point. So if I was at work earlier and I see they had pulled up Wentz's stats and can somebody please cross check this for me? There's no way this is true. Wentz was through 27 touchdowns and just seven yes, interceptions. That is correct. That is so funny. It's just, the inter- it's just that the interceptions, the interceptions are really bad the, times. They mm-hmm. are just the absolute worst and, killing interceptions. Yes, and I think the I mean part, he was his QBR was top no, ten. He was relatively I mean, efficient with the ball. It's the issue was. When they needed him most, he didn't show up, and it killed their season. And it's just the bad taste that's left in everyone's mouth, and it's the inability to move on. And in the NFL, it's if something's broken and you don't win right away, it's how can we fix it and how can we move on right away? Look at the Rams. You know, they Jared Goff wasn't working, so they pulled the plug, got their guy who they thought it was, and they won a Super Bowl with him. Colts are probably feeling the same way right now. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, the Colts have Super Bowl aspirations, and they know they have a Super Bowl roster for the most part, besides maybe wide receiver, which they can address. Um, I defensive mean, back uh, and pass rusher, left tackle. You're, you're fine in defensive back, and your defensive line is fine. We're, it's really going to come down to how it's, you replace yes. the coaches that have left. Um, oh, that's going to be there. a big thing. Again, there Gus Bradley's their DC. They're bringing over a few of the his staff from the Raiders. So that should be Bradley's okay. always a good DC. Yeah, it should be fine. And it's the first time that Reich actually gets to name his own DC. Cause Ibra Flus was a McDaniels recommendation slash hire, but that's here nor there. So, and then the final bit of news is that Kyler Murray is apparently a pain in the ass in Arizona and that he's been called quote, a immature finger pointer and will not take any of the blame. And it's everyone else's fault, but his. So what do you guys think's going on there? He, he definitely seems like that type of person. I mean, not surprised. Yeah. But I mean, this you is, know what it is? He has, is the, he's got a young head coach, too. He doesn't have that guy that's going to put him in his place. So. Well, I mean, this is also the reality of where we're trending with these quarterback contracts, too, is if it's not like if it's not the perfect guy, can you afford to pay him? Well, I saw that money that his camp wanted like 45 to 50 million dollars, which that's going to be astronomical. That's going to be that's going to be star level quarterbacks from now on. That's going to be and and well, some of them. Well, the average no price for a quarterback now is like twenty five to thirty million, which it used to be fifteen to twenty was average. Yeah, well, now yeah. you got to think about well, you got all receivers these guys. making that money now. Yeah, well, you got you got to think about these guys that are going to be coming up that you don't know if you want to pay that much money, and they're going to be expecting that much money, like. Kyler Murray, uh, Baker Mayfield is one that's been thrown around. A Lamar lot. Jackson, Lamar, um, yeah. Lamar Jackson, how much do you want to actually pay him before he's like actually, you know, won anything? Joe um, Burrow. 
in two years or a year. Start work. Start work on that extension, honestly. Yeah. Well, and then and then you got to think about like, okay, what are the Chargers going to give Herbert? Like, how much is this? And, and then Raiders you have seem to be committing guys. Seem to be committing to Carr. It seems like. I you saw know, he wants thirty five a like year. Wilson, yeah, and at that point, that's what a, that's what a above average quarterback runs you at this point is thirty five million plus. So, are you ready to pay for that or thirty? $35 million gets you probably two really good corners. That's one like, eighth of the of the salary cap, I think. Like I think the salary yeah. cap is like $240 million. Yeah. And that's that's why the formula at this point, for the most part, is have a really veteran quarterback who doesn't take up that much cap space so you can make a run, or have a really young quarterback on a rookie contract. <laughs> that way you can fill out your roster. Yeah, well, that wraps up the NFL regular season. Rams are the champions. Can't believe it, but we're only two weeks away from the combine, so maybe, uh, maybe a mo- the first mock. Then maybe we'll see. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, we definitely want to yeah. probably go yeah. after combine. So, but we'll definitely talk about the NFL offseason throughout the offseason. Baseball, they're still having their pissing match. No closer to starting. The also breaks this weekend, so that's cool. And then there's a wrestling pay per view. So, Clark, when we get to all these podcasts, and if we do, what are we going to be talking about? And when are they coming out? You think, or where can people watch them or listen? I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse's favorite. Uh, you know, they're going to Saudi Arabia this weekend, so we're gonna do a Ooh, blood money. Blood um, money talks better than any money. <laughs> it does, and it, it's bringing legends out there and other stuff. So you know, we're gonna do a wrestling pod. Um, that'll probably go out on Friday. Um, get a basketball one finally up because we couldn't do one. Um, after the deadline. All my homies hate James Harden. Yeah, I they mean, are I currently know. down 27 out of half the Sixers to the Celtics. Wow, so Jesse wins that trade. Jesse, they, they they took the heart and soul. Bam is four rebounds away from Mavericks. Double, double, just Mavericks. came out of the half. So let's go, baby. Let's and we're go. up 10 right now. So I love that. Good. Um, so yeah, basketball <laughs> podcast probably gonna come shortly on you know all the trades will. Uh, do and you know, we get a little predictions of which um eight teams are going to be going into the playoffs and playing and all that stuff. Luckily, me and Justin have to worry about that one. Yeah, our, our season's good. <laughs> we might find each other in a play, playing game against each other. Yeah, you know, playing's aren't uh, hard to get into. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lizzie's probably not. And once baseball gets going, and you know, bottom five in a conference, maybe like it's a baseball. I don't know. No one Not knows right now. Owners or players. Yeah, but that's the podcast stuff. So you can watch and listen on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, follow the social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at sports.pod. That's sports D-E-P-T pod. So stay tuned to all that crap I just said, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode.